Hey guys. guys, it's Miriam and Dina. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a special guest here with us today, Brooke Michio. Hi, thank you for pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> Always appreciate it. Um, I'm so excited to be on today. Yeah, oh my gosh, we're so excited. You're one of our all-time favorite YouTubers. Like, we've both been watching YouTube for so long. I've been subscribed to so many different people, but then one day we randomly found like gals on the go. I think one YouTuber that I was watching like mentioned it or something and we started listening to it and we just like fell in love with it. So then naturally we wanted to like check out your guys' YouTube channels. So we like started watching you and Danielle and then just over time you guys became like our favorite YouTubers. Like I'm subscribed to so many people, but I just always click on your guys' vlogs first because something right. about them are just like so... <laughs> real like you're very real with your audience like I feel like when I'm watching your vlogs I'm just there with you like a best friend or like a sister and that's kind of what brings me back every time to like keep watching your videos thank you yeah that's definitely my goal I try to because I know it's all about like differentiating yourself these days I feel like and I feel like so many people are scared or afraid of being open which I understand because obviously you open yourself up to a lot more just like vulnerability criticism things like that when you are extremely real and open but I, that's like one of the main goals of my platform. So thank you guys. You're yeah, so we appreciate it. And we're just so excited. This is such a surreal moment to be able to like Aww. talk to you. Yeah, we're also, so excited. Gals on the Go has just been like such an, such an inspiration and like part of the reason why we started our podcast. So like, it's so great to have you here. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. That makes me so happy. I love hearing that. I mean, that's so huge. Podcasting is so fun. So I love that other people are doing it now. It's like a really widespread thing yeah yeah that's so fun yeah so for people who don't know you tell us a little bit about yourself where are you from what do you do yeah so I'm 23 years old uh currently I just moved to New York like two weeks ago now I mean it's crazy really recent um I'm originally from Long Island New York I went to the University of Georgia for college and by nature I guess I'm a youtuber so I make YouTube videos I've been doing it since I was like 13 on this channel and then with that um, all other forms of social media and as you said I have a podcast with my friend Danielle Carolyn so uh, really every form of social media feels like. So something that we do on our podcast it's a segment that we just started during quarantine like since corona happened it's called the Q made me do it so it's basically we just talk about like one thing that happened in the past week or like one thing we did that was kind of like a skin what was it like a skincare product a show a recipe like just something that was like inspired by like us being at home and having more time yeah like something new and different we tried this week like in quarantine even though quarantine's kind of lifting we still wanted to keep with the segment and it's just a fun way to like show new things we've been trying this week yeah I love that can you guys go first so that I, I need to gather inspiration I want to see like what you guys do for I have a few ideas okay okay <laughs> I'll go first. So mine's a little bit random, but mine has just been swimming laps because it's been so hot and I've, I haven't worked out in so long. Like I feel like I haven't worked out in like two months, but just swimming laps. I don't have a pool, but like my best friend does. So I go to her house and she lets me <laughs> swim laps in her pool. And like, it's just been such a fun form of exercise because it doesn't feel like exercising when it's so hot. Like I want to go swimming. Yeah. But I still feel like I'm getting such a good workout in. So that's just been something I've been doing literally every day is swimming laps. And it's been like really fun. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you remember Miriam, but I was in Israel for a gap year this year. Wow. And that's awesome. 
Yeah, so there was a gym right by my school that I was at that had like a really nice big indoor pool for like swimming laps and stuff. And I like became a member of the gym and I'd never really like swam laps before. Like that wasn't something that like I did, but a lot of my friends were doing it. So I decided like, why not give it a try? And like, it was so nice. I did it at least once a week. Like, and by the way, the next morning, like I felt so sore because like, it's, it's really, a, yeah, it's a really good workout. That's so interesting. Cause I feel like people always say like swimmers have like the best bodies and like they're so toned and everything. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. My cue made me do it is baking last night. Well, we've all been baking. In yeah. The yeah. La- well, last night we made zucchini bread because we have a garden. Oh yeah, this we- has been a big thing also yeah. during quarantine. Yeah, we started a garden. So we had a lot of zucchini that was grown. So we need something to do with it. So we made a lot. Of- we made four zucchini breads. So we have a wow. lot. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. They were really good. Is zucchini bread actually good? Like, I don't think I've ever tried yeah. it. I've done like banana bread and like. So it, it sounds. It sounds like oh, like it would be gross because zucchini, but it's really just cake, like with zucchini in it, and you don't even gotcha. taste it. It's yeah. it, it's not healthy. It's it's just oh, like, okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to picture because I feel like normally, if you're gonna do like a bread, it's either like a savory bread or a sweet bread, but you don't associate like vegetable with bread, so it's interesting. Yeah. No, but yeah. it's more like a cake than a bread. I gotcha. think names deceiving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess mine is overall for quarantine in general. We'll say um, I got a spin bike. Never thought that I would be this person. I I do enjoy taking spin classes in person, but I was like, beginning of quarantine, I was like, I noticed everybody out here ordering Pelotons and like pieces of gym equipment. And I'm so fortunate that in my house at home, like where I was from the majority of quarantine, um, we had a bunch of pieces of workout equipment, like a treadmill and things like that. I missed the good old fashioned spin class that I was used to. And um, honestly, I just got to a point in quarantine where I was like, I don't even really feel comfortable like going back to a workout class anytime soon, even if they were to open, which I'm in New York, they're not going to open for a really long time. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I'll invest in it. And honestly, it's going to pay for itself really quickly. It already has basically, if you like estimate, you know, what an average cost class would cost and like you have the bike for your whole life instead of you know, paying for an individual class. It's not the same. I'm not going to say it's the same because it's obviously the energy of like being in an actual workout class, but um, it's gotten me back into fitness. um, And I I guess that's something that I I would never purchase this if it wasn't for quarantine. Yeah, we just ordered a Peloton. So it's not coming for about a month because they're like back ordered. Yeah. Also before Corona like hit we went to cycle bar a lot like my whole family oh yeah like we did like my mom and my dad they both love it so we had like so many classes there and obviously like we're not going back anytime soon also because like we're in new jersey so it's similar situation so we decided it would be worth it to invest in it just because like we don't know when we're gonna go back and also we have a home gym in the basement that has like a treadmill and stuff but yeah we love spin it's like so fun and like the music so Completely. I'm really excited for it. yeah I'm really excited for it I think that you'll like it I have the soul cycle version which I've heard they're very similar in ways um just I I was used to like soul cycle classes so I guess that's why I just like stuck to it and honestly, the shipping time was faster for this bike versus the Peloton. I know it's like crazy backwater now because I feel like everyone and their mother is like ordering a freaking Yeah, yeah. Because it really, it really does. If you consider that 
if you use it, you know, even four to five times a week for a year, it does pay, like it's going to pay for itself versus classes. Of course, like you have to pay the upfront cost, but spin classes are expensive. Like going yeah. to a spin class. Very <laughs> yeah. expensive. Probably long-term, it's a better option to just have something in your house. Plus like the time it takes to like get out of the house, go to the class, come back. Exactly. Whatever. It's like, right. Especially in the morning, it's so easy to roll over and cancel. I hate to be that person, but I've definitely done it before. I'm like called them but, like, I'm sick. <laughs> like, because like, I don't like, it's, it's, I don't, especially in the winter, you don't want to leave your room bed like it's tough so there's really no excuses when it's like literally right behind me I'm like still creating excuses but I'm like bro come on so we know you just moved to New York as you said but before New York right out after college you moved to Boston so we want to talk to you like a little bit about Boston first then we'll talk to you about like moving to New York and stuff sure so what was living in Boston like being in a new city straight out of college like yeah um it was definitely interesting um so basically i went to the university of georgia which was super far from my house on long island i just wanted a different experience for college loved it so i am like comfortable relocating like moving somewhere new i've always just been an outgoing person so i've never really struggled with like reintroducing myself or like reacquainting myself with new people like i whatever i went to sleepaway camp when i was young so i never really i just wasn't really too concerned about it um but then I guess when I was at college, it was always my goal then to move back to New York, specifically to New York City. Um, and I applied for a ton of jobs here. And honestly, just nothing worked out. There were some that like could have worked out, but it just like, it wasn't like probably the best option for me. And I knew that. So I passed and whatever. Uh, so, and then I started expanding my job search a little bit outside of just New York. So to Boston and other major cities. Um, but when this opportunity came up, I was really excited. I was like, you know, Boston's a great city. Like, I'll do it for a year. And I kind of knew, like, I was like, this won't be, like, I'm not going to be here for the rest of my life. Like, it's not – I'm such a firm believer in, like, no decision is permanent because I think so many people stress themselves out about thinking to the future and being like, I hope it all works out. It's like just living – you know what I mean? Like, you just have to kind of take things as they come and, like, deal with it in, like, smaller doses, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's hard to process, like – I'm going to move to the city indefinitely, but like for a year, it sounds more realistic, at least in my brain. So it was really, it, it was interesting. It was great because I had worked so, and everybody that I worked with was pr- pretty much my age. I made a lot of friends really quickly from work. Um, it was one of the best like out of college job situations it could have been because everybody else was just like a recent college grad too. So I, f- I feel like it, it was good. I also had a bunch of friends in the city from YouTube and social media. so. I had a pretty good experience in Boston, I would say, um, while I was working and stuff. Obviously, I was like extremely overworked because I was doing everything for my personal brand and for my job, um, which had nothing in common. Like, they were two completely different things. So it was a lot, but I got through it. <laughs> I hope that made sense. I feel like it's hard, like, experience in Boston overall, extremely positive. Great city for post, great city for college, great city for postgrad. Like, to be there in your 20s, fantastic city. Would recommend it to anybody. Um, and I feel like me just being like, oh, I left. And people are like, oh, you didn't like it very much. I'm like, no, I just, it's always been my dream to move to New York. And like, I'm going to do that long time. Yeah. Right. So I was going to ask like what ultimately made you want to move to New York, but you basically answered that. <laughs> yeah. It's been your dream forever. That's really nice. I mean, yeah. we live like very close, very close, like 40 minutes away from the city. And I mean, we love it. We used to go all the time before yeah. corona now it's yeah. like weird because we haven't been in months but I we know. used to go like at least once a month i yeah. feel that i grew up like on long island's a similar situation like suburbs of new york and i feel like when you grow up 
with that distance, like we take almost like we take advantage of having New York be so close. Like, I feel like I would be like, oh yeah, like New York city. Like when I went to college and told my friends that I was an hour away from New York city, they were like, shut up. That is crazy. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, we just are like, yeah, it's nothing to us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think about it. Also my parents, like when they were out of college, both my parents went to graduate school in the city and then lived there a little afterwards when they first got married they were living there and like my parents always say like it was the best time of their lives like they loved it so much it's always been my mom's dream to like move back eventually so oh my god that's so wow good for them do they meet at grad school no well my dad was at columbia and my mom was at nyu and then like through mutual friends they got yeah. set up Oh, that's so sweet. I love hearing about how people's parents met. It gives me hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Um, yeah, so we know you lived alone in Boston, and now you're living alone in New York also. So we wanted to talk to you about that, like why you decided to live alone. Also, just I feel like it could get lonely at times, and even people living with their families like still sometimes get lonely, especially like during the quarantine. So how did you like keep yourself from feeling lonely? Like what are some things you like to do to just get yourself in a better mood and like in a better mental state if you're feeling like alone in your apartment? Yeah. So I went from in college, I lived like my senior year. I always had roommates. My senior year, I lived in a house with four other girls. So there was five of us total. So I've, I've done the whole like roommate thing and lived with a bunch of people. Uh, but moving to a new city and knowing kind of what my circumstance would be that I had the full-time job but I would come home from work and work more on like my personal stuff I kind of knew that I would be up at odd hours and I didn't want to disrupt any roommates also uh just being totally transparent like my budget was probably a little bit different than what other people were looking at because I did have two jobs so I was like I'm gonna you know live in a nicer place I guess um so I didn't and it's it's, it's uncomfortable to have those sort of conversations too about budget with people that you don't really know, especially if you're like, hey, like my budget's a little more. So I was like, all right, I'll just like figure it out and live alone. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with living alone. Honestly, would I move back in with a roommate if it was like the right person? Yes, but I'm a very independent person. And, but I'm also really good about knowing my needs. And I think that you learn that when you live alone, like you learn, hey, I'm feeling kind of down. I'm going to FaceTime a friend or I'm going to make plans with a friend or I'm going to go for a walk or like, get out of my apartment. Um, I'm constantly listening to podcasts or like watching stuff on the TV just for like noise in the background, which I know sounds kind of strange to some, but when you are alone all the time, it's kind of nice and like fills that gap in a weird way. Um, and I mean, there's no, like the best way that I could say to like combat loneliness is by like reaching out to others. And you know what I mean? Cause it's so easy to sit here and be like, I want my friends to reach out to me, but nine times out of 10, I have to be the one like, Hey, do you want FaceTime? I, I do it to my parents even I'm like hey FaceTime tonight like it's just kind of what you have to do I did it all through college and things like that too like trying to keep up with communication with my brother things like that so I I've just fallen in love with living alone honestly I'm scared now like if I ever am in like a serious relationship and have to move in with that person I'm scared because I love living alone now um and obviously very privileged and lucky that I have the opportunity to yeah yeah I was gonna say that I always tell that to my friends like who are like sitting and they're like, oh, I have no plans. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you have to be active and you have to reach out to people if you want to hang out with people. So completely. And it can't just be like a woe is me. I'm so sad. No one invites me to things like and I've been there, too, like where I'm actually genuinely like not invited to things. But you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah, no. if it's if it's 
especially when you're putting yourself in circumstances. Like I knew when I moved to Boston, I was like, all right, Brooke, like you have to be outgoing AF and like do your thing. Otherwise it will be lonely for you. You know what I mean? And I've hung out with people that are like friends of friends and I'm like, wow, this is really awkward. We don't really know each other. And it is awkward. It sucks at first, but sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Of course, like there's like really intense like, circumstantial stuff, especially with like COVID and everything. Like, so I'm not disregarding that, but of course I agree. Like if you are down on your luck, it is, it could be a mindset thing and it's easy. I, I know people who are like that. They're just down on themselves and it's like a negative spiral. It's like, you gotta pick yourself up. <laughs> Yeah. So since you got so used to living alone, how is it like coming back home for quarantine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, family. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And that's like when I realize it when I'm like, you know, going to record a podcast or a video and I'm like, hey, guys, shut up. Like, and I get so angry and frustrated, but it's just like I'm not used to being in the family dynamic again, I guess. Um, but it honestly was a fantastic time being home. I was home for like four months or something three or four months, which I never thought that that would happen. My mom sees it as a blessing in disguise because we're super close. She's like my best friend. I tell her everything, um, pretty much everything. There's some things that I keep out, but you know what I mean? Um, and she, oh, thank you. Yeah. She's the best. I know she's a fan fave. Everybody loves her. Um, but she sees it as a blessing in disguise because I was able to like come home and spend more time with her in it. Like she thought that I would never move home again. Cause who thinks that, you know, when you're you move out of house and like get a job it's kind of like all right like hi you know what I mean like you think it's kind of over um so she sees like the positive side of it I guess yeah definitely I mean we were all home together like she was in Israel like we said for her gap year and she had to come home early that ended up being like a blessing in disguise because we were all together for so long and just like spending so much time like of course and not every moment's perfect I think it's so glorified like families literally so close and we're best friends and it's like of course you fight and like things naturally happen and like but it's like the overall scheme of it is like you're so lucky to be like so blessed like it's so like your relationship is so special like that's incredible yeah it's true like I never thought after she graduated we would have all this time together at home yeah it just goes to show something good that came out of it totally yeah so now you're in New York. Do you like it? How's your apartment? Like, tell us about it. By the way, I, I, just, watched, I just watched your apartment tour. Like, I don't know, one of your vlogs. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, it was IGTV, yes. I did IGTV one that I'm, like, in, and then I showed one in a vlog. But I was like, I'm going to do one for IGTV. But it was, like, the empty one. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks so nice. Like, an apartment in Manhattan is, like really hard to come by yeah definitely and I I think that was it too and I really I realized that I wanted to be in like a building that I felt safe in because of living alone of course being a female like you know all those things like taken into account um so I'm really lucky that I got in this building it's fantastic and there's so many amazing um amenities like gorgeous rooftop and things like that um so it feels really great to finally be here it feels like kind of like an out-of-body experience because I've always like dreamt of it and I never not that I never thought it would come, but I always, I definitely do like doubt myself a lot. And like, I never thought that I would be able to do social media full time. I was like, that's just not, never something I'll fully attain, like attained it. You know, I was like, oh, I'll probably never be able to like afford an apartment in the city, like attained it, you know? So it's, I'm so thankful in a way. It's like still unreal to me. Like I wake up here every morning, like this is my life now. Um, and obviously amid the pandemic, very strange. I've seen people and done like socially distanced or like 
gone to a restaurant, you know, eat outside because nothing indoors open, at least here. Um, you could get like drinks or coffee to go, you know, go sit in a park or something. But it's definitely weird in that sense. But luckily, I do like being alone. So I think it's really, but I can imagine for people who don't like being alone, it's a hard time to be uh, yeah. in a city. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely things you could do like outside and stuff, which is nice. But also I saw on your Instagram that you like met like Margot Ostray. Yeah, yeah. I sent that story to my friend. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the friendship like I never knew I needed in my life because I I just it was like such a weird like worlds collide moment. I don't know. But then like I was like, oh my gosh, like they would be such good friends. It was so cute. Yeah, we have so much in common. It's really crazy. Like, I, I, we just, like, started talking. I was like, I think we're, like, the same person. Like, similar. Of course, she grew up in the city, and I grew up in the suburbs. But just our whole experiences, like, we've always, you know, been working, and we've always kind of, and now she switched to YouTube, and, like, she had a full-time job, and I had a full-time job. Like, it's just, we have a lot of, like, strange parallels. Um, and she's such a cool, cool girl. Like, honestly, I want to be as cool as she is, so... <laughs> Yeah. So now like to talk about you quitting your job and kind of going to do social media full time. Yeah. So to start off, like what was a nine to five job like? And like what at what point did you realize that like it wasn't working for you? Yeah. So I had had internships before and I would say like the internship the summer before was like equivalent, like same deal, like nine to five full time job, like, you know, um, set tasks every day. Like honestly, I was pretty busy because they like heavily relied on the interns, which was kind of nice because I felt like I had like an important job. It wasn't just like, hey, like go make copies. It was like, hey, like we need you to like do these things. Um, so it was different for me. I think it's different because I've always been used to working for myself and like going doing things at my own pace and really being my own boss. So then versus having someone else be my boss and having all the work that I did kind of benefit someone else, which is, I just have like an entrepreneur, I'm learning like an entrepreneur more mindset um, in the sense that like I think of things, like I'll work harder if I know that I'll see the benefit, which I know you could say that that's selfish or you could say like, no, she like enjoys working because she wants to see like the benefit of her work. Um, I think it's an experience that everybody should experience. I mean, I know that there's circumstances and some people like it's not for them, but I, it taught me a lot of character building things, you know, in terms of like work ethic and working with a team and working with others that I would have never learned if it wasn't for working in a, in a specific job. Also, I think it's cool to try out different jobs. You know, I, my internship that I did was in social media and I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I do social media for myself. I'll just do social media for someone else. And I didn't really like that either. And then I did sales and really love that. So I think it's cool to try out different things, especially while you're young and like in college, do all of the internships, you know, take every opportunity you can because it's going to get you like one step closer to figuring out like what you do want to do. And it also makes sense, you know, you've been doing YouTube for so long and like working mm -hmm. for yourself. It makes sense that it's a big change going to an office where like you're not a, as passionate about the work because yeah. it's not really like your own content and also just having to like work on someone else's schedule and for them is obviously very different. So it makes sense that, you know, having been like doing YouTube for such a long time and social media, like going to a traditional job was more difficult. Definitely. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a big change. Like, yeah, it really is. 
So obviously when like leaving your job, I'm sure there were like fears, you know, what are other people going to think, whatever. So what were those fears like? And also now having done it successfully, like leaving your job and like working for yourself, what is advice you would give to someone else who is like in a similar position as you were and like wanting to leave their traditional job to start working for themselves? Yeah. So my... Honestly, I kind of got over the point of like, what are people going to say about me? Of course, like in the moment I was scared, you know, what are my coworkers going to say about me? But I was like 99% of these people I'm probably never going to see again. Um, And of course I made friendships with some people. So like some people I did end up seeing again and like some people I am still friends with, but I wasn't going to let like the fear of that really drive me. Um, I was obviously scared about people online. I had talked to my family previously. Of course, they were like a part of my decision and everything. It wasn't just like, Hey, I quit today. Like, you know, I talked to them beforehand. Um, and um, honestly, a huge fear, obviously, is financial fears. Like, I live by myself. I have to pay my own bills. Um, I It wasn't my goal to, you know, uh, of course, this was a pre-pandemic time. This was, like, last fall. So I was like, I don't want to, you know, move back in with my parents. Like, I want to be successful on my own and, like, keep growing my businesses. But it is a pretty unstable job, what I do. You know, you never know. Like, I have a really good month and I have a really bad month. And it's really unpredictable. And with a lifestyle like this, it's just, it, it's, it's scary. So obviously those financial fears were in place versus like when you have a job, you know, your set salary every month. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all worked out. I mean, thank gosh. I actually, at the same time that I left my job, I switched management with like my YouTube channel. I had had the same manager for like three or four years. And then I switched over to a new um, company and he really helped me like scale my business so much and like really listen to like what my goals were instead of just like feeding me deals. Like he was like, what are, what do you, what is, what is Brooke Michio? Like, what is she going to do? So that really helped me a bunch. Um, and I guess what I would say to other people in my position or in a position like that is I, like, I hate now that I'm the girl who quit her job and I, I never want to advocate for people just like, Oh, you hate your job. Just quit. Like I never want to be like that because that's not realistic. That's not the real world. Um, but I think if you don't like your job, you know, start a side hustle, start working on things that you like on the side, um, and start creating like those other streams of income for yourself, or at least start a passion project or something on the side where you can discover maybe something that would interest you more. Um, but unfortunately we do live in like a world where money does matter. And like at the end of the day, you can't just quit your job and give zero dollars in your bank account. I mean, it's just, that's it was unrealistic for me. You know what I mean? So I kind of waited until like my streams of income were a little more um, figured out. I mean, I was going to say also like starting a side hustle or like a passion project is something you can do while you're, you know, in school as a student or like working a full-time job and then totally. rose to the point where like you can leave whatever else you're doing, then like you can get to that step and leave. But to start off, like just doing something on the side, I think is a great idea. And also just like the fact that you left your job and like pursued social media full time, it just goes to show like you really can pursue something that like you're passionate about. So even if you are a student or like doing something else, just like starting, I think is a huge thing. And like for the podcast, like obviously we had fears starting it, who's going to listen to it, whatever it is. Like it's not the easiest thing. And I have friends who have been like, oh, like you're so brave for like, you know, saying all that for like anyone to listen. But we just figured like, if this is something we really want to do, like we just have to do it and not worry about what other people think. And like, we started only a couple months ago and like, 
if you told me when I started the podcast, like I would have guests like you. Also, we had um, Scout and Maddie from like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. They came on our podcast. So like to think that we were like, even have guests like these on our podcast, I would have been like, what? Like, no. But it's just crazy to think how it's like grown. And we're so like happy and thankful that we did it. If we just held ourselves back and were like scared to do it, scared what other people would have thought, like we never would have gone to this point. So completely. Also, like, I always tell people it's so easy to like say like, oh my God, like I wish like I could do this and like I have this idea, but like it's never going to happen. Like I always say like, just start, like even if it's small and like Miriam said, like on the side, like just start and see where it goes. Like you have to try. And like, as Miriam said, like with our podcast, like it's so true. Like we've been well, to give a little background about like how this all started. Yeah. So we just always have a lot of fun with each other. Like me and Miriam could talk for hours, for days. And like all our friends love listening. They think it's so fun. Oh my God. And we obviously listen to a lot of podcasts. We watch a lot of YouTube. Like we're very like in that like social media like space. And we wanted to do something like I always said like it would be so cool to like start like a YouTube channel or something like that because I have a private story on Snapchat that like I vlog on basically like for oh my, my gosh you have to do it then do it yeah. <laughs> friends my friends are always like Dina like we love your vlogs like oh my god and same with her yeah. so and we like YouTube is like something like really hard obviously but we I don't know maybe we'll eventually get to that point but we just thought like to start with a podcast was like the perfect thing because like we love to talk and we could talk for so long and we always have like so much fun with each other and it was actually like something really easy like we do it with anchor and like it just like was really like pretty easy to like put a podcast out there totally I mean all our friends like were so supportive like thank god but like it is a lot to like but like we're very open so like we will share everything anyway but like obviously on the podcast like we don't hold back about anything like we just talk and like share anything so like sometimes it's like scary because so many people are like oh my god I can't believe like he said that for like anyone to listen to but like we yeah one thing I wanted to say is Dina said how like we wanted to start a YouTube but like it's a lot of work so that's something we wanted to talk to you about was like the difference between podcasting and YouTube because you have both but they're very different platforms so we just wanted to talk to you about like the difference between like the industries so about like building a following like obviously there's a difference between like building a following on YouTube versus podcasting so can you talk about like the difference between like your two platforms yeah definitely well you don't realize I guess with podcasting since we don't do any video components at all like it's we FaceTime to record but we don't record like the visuals um so it's all audio. So you have to be really extra entertaining, I guess. Um, because with YouTube, you know, you could be showing something exciting or being like, Hey, look at this, but you don't have to necessarily narrate everything because you can demonstrate, I guess. So it's definitely made us switch it up and it does essentially limit the type of content you can do because while, like I was talking to my parents the other day and we want to do this video, like with my mom, like reviewing certain like foods or something. I was like, something like that can never be done in a podcast format because, like, that's so visual. Like, you need to show things like that. So it really does limit the type of content you can do. Uh, but at the same time, I think you guys probably have experienced this, like, podcasting since it is so intimate. It's really just, like, you and a microphone. It allows you to be more vulnerable. 
So I think that's been a real plus. Um, it's just different types of content, you know, like for a brand or a person who's thinking about starting something, I would say like to deeply analyze like what, what you're doing and does it have a visual component? Like if so, like it has to be on YouTube, but if not, I think a podcast is a great place for like anyone to start sharing. Yeah. And like in terms of your relationship with your followers on both, I feel like podcasting is really hard to engage followers just because there isn't really like comments like you can like rate a podcast but I don't know I feel like on YouTube it's like you can like comment and really interact totally whereas like podcasting it's a little bit difficult like we have an Instagram for our podcast but it's just not the same as being able to like really comment on a YouTube video you know what I mean yeah no I completely agree I think that we had a Facebook group for a while it kind of got like we had a, a lot of uh problems I guess with it so that's why that was taken up, but that was a great place to have people interact. Uh, you know, we have the Instagram where we have people comment on there, but it, I would agree that it is definitely more difficult to, and that community is there because I know like we uploaded an episode kind of late yesterday and I got flooded with DMs of people like, you know, where's the episode? And I was like, I didn't even realize all these people cared about our podcast because a lot of people like silently listen, but don't say anything. Yeah. But I feel like on YouTube, people are more inclined to comment or you can see like just the interaction with the thumbs up, thumbs down. Like you can see how many people are truly interacting with the content. Right. I have one friend. I have, I mean, there are obviously like people who listen to our podcast, but I have one friend who we try and upload every Monday and like she literally like listens to it the second we upload. And like one day, like we didn't upload right away. And like she texted me, she's like, Dina, like, where is the podcast? Like, this is not okay. Like, my Monday morning is just, like, ruined now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, oh it's my- also, yeah, it's really cute because I have random people. I mean, like, on Instagram, like, people who follow me who I'm not, like, best friends with, but I've had so many, like, random people who follow me on Instagram just, like, DM me saying, like, oh, like, I listened to the podcast and, like, it was really good. And it's just, like, funny because even, like, girls in my grade who I never talked to would, would, like, text me saying, like, I listened to the podcast and I really liked it. So I just think it's really cool. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about college. Like, do you have any advice for a freshman or, like, what's like your one thing that you would one piece of advice you would give me for going? I, yeah, definitely. I think there were so many times that I said no, that I wish in retrospect. Now I said yes to not even like going out and partying, but just getting involved or going to the dining hall with someone random. Um, like all those opportunities. Cause I feel like after freshman year, like I realized this very quickly, I came back after freshman year and I feel like everybody like had their best or even after one semester I was like how did everybody like find their best friends already it's because everybody took the time to like really put themselves out there I guess that first semester so make friends with people on your hall you know make friends with even if your roommates like hey like I'm going to get lunch with someone random like go with her you know um and I know it sounds easier said than done now like sitting here being like yeah of course but like when you're in the moment like it's so easy to be like no like one more episode of Netflix or like I have homework to do but it's like there's time for all of it. Trust me. There's plenty of hours in a day, especially when you're in college. Um, but live up every moment. Wow. It's uh, my brother's going to college this year too. And I'm like, it's going to be interesting. Um, this year with everything going on, like how college is going to be. I know that it kind of makes me nervous just like socially, like if finding friends is going to be like a little bit harder, but hopefully it'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. It sounds like you already like know some people and stuff like that. So I think yeah, I'm really excited. How do you feel like you grew or changed in college? Um, I 
career changed a lot. I think that I grew up kind of in a little bit of a bubble uh, where, I went, where I grew up like on Long Island. I felt like everybody was very similar to me. A lot of people's families were similar to mine. And then I went to college, um, also geographically, a very different place where people have different thoughts and beliefs that kind of challenged mine, which I think was good and bad for different reasons. Um, good because it allowed me to like find stronger merit in like what I thought was true because you know it was like tested against other people that didn't necessarily agree or whatever but also um in just meeting people that are wildly different than me and wildly different and I remember meeting people who had a, it was like a parents weekend and I had my parents with me and they were like holding hands and like walking down the street and my one of my best friends turned to me and was like oh your parents like hold hands when they walk like mine don't do that and I was like or like they don't like they don't really like each other or something like just crazy as that and I was like i I realized that everybody's life circumstance is very different. And like, I just grew up in this way thinking that everybody's family was the same. Like, I'm sure that you guys probably experienced that too. Like, it's just kind of like the Northeast is kind of like that in a way. But then I think you'll even notice when you go off to college, it's very much so like you see people from a lot of different backgrounds and makes you very thankful for your situation, however it is. And I'm not even just saying like if your parents are together or not, but so it definitely allowed me to, experience a lot more life I think and I think that also I would recommend anybody to like go to college I don't I know it's hard for some people to like go to college away from home or whatever but just getting education at all really challenges you academically um I learned so much I, I feel like about I was a business major so I learned a lot about business things like that too yeah I mean we grew up like in a huge bubble I mean we talk about this all the time but we went to private school and like only spoke to like the same people and everyone in our community is like the same basically so me going off to college I know is going to be like a huge culture shock but like one that like I think I really need and like one that I'm very excited for so last but not least we want to talk like we talk a lot about on our podcast about like self-confidence or just like growing like being secure in yourself and that's something we always talk about on our podcast and I know you just did a solo episode on gals on the go about like body image and self-confidence which we really loved so we wanted to just like talk to a little bit about that uh well I think self-confidence is a journey that I'll always personally be on I feel like everybody will personally be on because you know you'll notice like in your life like highs and lows of course um and I think when I went to college, I started like really actively comparing myself to a lot of people around me who just didn't look like me. They were blonde, blue eyes, were like naturally like small framed girls. And I just did not really like that. You know, I'm, I, I would say that like, I, I would just say that my body's different. I have dark features, whatever. I just like look different. And I think that everybody's like standard of beauty is different. I think I've, I'm learning what makes me so unique is that no one looks exactly like me. You know, no one looks exactly like you guys either. Um, and we're all unique in our own ways, I guess. And just learning that, I, I said this on the episode, but I was like, you either have to learn to love your body or embrace your body or change it. There's really only two options when we get this one body in this one lifetime. And I'm just learning that I would much rather like accept the way that I look than constantly be living in like self-hatred and like pity and being like, oh, you know, I hate the way I look today. Gosh. And I would just always do negative self-talk, I feel like in the past. And be like, oh, you know, my thighs don't look good in this, or like, oh, I, you know, my stomach doesn't look good in this, or whatever. But now I'm learning to, rather than that, focus on the positive, like, oh, I, I like the way my arms look in this top, or whatever, just learning to love myself, I guess. Um, and I think everybody, 
everybody's journey with that kind of looks a little bit different. It's natural to feel those feelings of like, I think as girls, it's really tough too, like the society we live in and like the beauty standards we have. Um, and it's a journey for sure. But it's hard to say like specific things that I've like learned. It's kind of just like lessons I've learned over the years, you know, stop buying clothes that are too small for you because who cares about what size you wear? Um, dressing because I like the way that it looks on me, not because I feel like I have to, you know, please a certain person or group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, something that's a little bit less about like physical like body image and more I think like emotional confidence is like you always talk I feel like you've spoken about before just like boys and like being like oh like I'm never yeah. boys and being like oh like I'm never gonna you know find someone who like really yeah hard. <laughs> I mean obviously like we're not really at that stage yet but I could just like relate how it's like sometimes hard to feel like you're like loved even though obviously if you look around like you know there are people that love you but sometimes it's just hard to feel like secure in who you are as a person and I think being insecure in your personality can sometimes even be like worse than your body because really like who you are inside and questioning that can be so difficult so I don't know can you speak a little bit about like after you've like gone through some tough times where it's just like really difficult and you feel upset about yourself or who you are or feeling like you're not good enough like how have you picked yourself up from that and really tried to like recover and feel better about who you are as a person yeah I've really shifted my mindset like when things like that happen or if someone does something like bad to you or if someone doesn't love you the way you should love yourself I've really learned that that's a reflection and it's it's taken a lot of like mindset rethinking to think this way, but that's a reflection of them and not of you. So basically like I used to think, Oh, like this person doesn't like me enough. I must not be skinny enough or must not be pretty enough or funny enough or whatever. But I've learned that it's more a reflection of them and their insecurities and maybe, um, and, or it could just be that, I mean, of course it could just be that the relationship was never meant to be. It just was never going to work out things like that too. But I really do go with more of that narrative. Like, all right your loss like I mean um and I think that's a healthier way of looking at it than constantly finding fault within yourself and of course there's still room for self-growth like I'm not saying that I'm perfect by any means but I'm just saying that if someone says that they're not into me for a certain reason I'm not gonna like take it too hard on myself yeah I mean there are two things I want to say number one everyone's body types are different and the Mm -hmm. number one thing that I've learned over the years is that certain things that other people wear aren't gonna be like good for you I mean totally. like I see all these girls like I have like pretty big boobs whatever I, I feel see, that <laughs> I see all these girls like wearing these like shirts that like I'm, like those are so cool like I wish I could wear them like I buy them at the store and then like I just realize like it just doesn't work for me like and I've just learned to like that's okay that like those certain shirts don't look good on me because guess what there's so many shirts that look great on me that maybe don't look good on them so I like obviously anyone could wear whatever they want but like really like I've like taken so much time to like learn like what makes me feel good and what types of like clothing like do I feel good in and then instead of like buying all these clothes and then being upset because like they don't look good on me or like I don't feel good in them like I've just like I think it's really important to like learn like what kind of clothes like you feel good in so that you stop like going out and buying these other clothes and then like them having like you feeling bad about yourself because yeah like learning what makes you feel good yeah completely and dressing for 
I dress for my body type because that's what makes me feel best too. So I completely agree with you. And people say that all the time. They're like, I didn't even know like you had boobs because of like the way that I dress. And it's just, I dress for my comfort and for how I feel most confident, I guess, versus because low cuts are trendy or whatever it is. You know what? I, so I completely agree with you. Yeah. And also like, just to say that it's really hard when all these girls on like Instagram and TikTok are like, wearing these things and you're just like I yeah. can never do that I can never like pull it off yeah <laughs> no I feel that it's tough I think it's really challenging for girls these days especially like you guys who are a little bit younger than me because you're growing up with TikTok and I guess I didn't really grow up with that like I barely had Instagram when I was in high school um, which I'm kind of thankful for in a way because I had a different like standard of beauty we had like magazines and things like that of course but or Tumblr, which was like a problem in and of itself. But yeah, I see all these girls on TikTok and I'm like, they're, and I, I, I realize everybody's body is different, but it's like when you see someone like Charlie, who's beautiful, incredible girl, like I'm the biggest Emilio fan ever, but her body type is not like everybody else's that's that age. And I think it leads to a lot of comparison and people being like, well, I'm, I'm not skinny like Charlie or, you know, I don't look like that. So it's tough. Yeah. yeah. And like not even TikTok especially Instagram like I've spoken to so many friends about it and like I'm in high school like I'm growing up where it's like every five seconds people are checking their Instagram checking their TikTok and it's just like a difficult age to grow up in and I always emphasize that it's not even like the famous people that really get to you I feel like it's even the people who you know comparing yourself to people who you know is like even more to yourself because okay if Charlie who's like I mean she seems like a normal girl, but she's like a celebrity. And also like seeing celebrities like the Kardashians, like I'm not comparing myself to the Kardashians. Like there's like, you know what I mean? But like seeing a girl who's like a mutual friend who like I know, then comparing myself to her is like more problematic because it's like, you know, she's a real person. And completely, I get that. And it's just like, I think it's difficult. We've spoken about like comparing yourself on social media, but it's just so hard to like always go on social media and be like seeing other people and you always have to like remind yourself that what you're seeing isn't necessarily real because otherwise you'll just get into like a a black hole of like comparing yourself to people you see on social media. Completely agree. Yeah. I, um, I, I get that. It hits different, I guess, when it's friends and things like that. I compare myself not even so much as physical elements in my life, but other elements in my life. Like, am I doing enough? You know, am I successful enough? Like comparing myself to in those ways, which I think all of them can be really harmful. Um, but that's like a sign that it's time to turn off the apps and do something offline. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. True. To end it off, like what's, if you're having a bad day and you're just kind of like feeling down on yourself or like bad about yourself or whatever it is, lonely, like we all have bad days and like you've shared that you've had them too. What can you, like what are like tangible things that you do to like put yourself in a better mood, like bring yourself up, like, I don't know, maybe like be a little bit more productive, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I guess if I'm having like a really bad day, then I let myself have the day. Honestly, I'm one of those people where I'm like, all right, day's over, like shut down, you know, like back to bed, whatever it is, like Netflix, you know, recharge. But if it's like, um, areas of stress and I'm like, I just need to shake these feelings. I always say like, work out that really helps. I know it's such a cheesy answer. Like I hate that answer too. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, workout, but it really does like get those endorphins going. Anything to really like pump up your endorphins or feel better about yourself, I guess. Um, 
getting offline always helps me. So if that's like going for a walk with a family member when I was home over quarantine or like, like I said, calling a friend is always like such a go-to for me because I just vent and I like release everything. Um, but I think give yourself grace, especially during these times, you know, if you're having a bad day, like that's so understandable. Like we're going through something we've never gone through before. I feel like not enough people are giving themselves grace during this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's true. We've all had some tough days during quarantine, but yeah, I think like we've come out of it better. I mean, personally, I could say like, obviously it was a tough time, but I think everyone has come out of it. Like I have friends who have been like, I literally am a different person, like coming out of it. And like, that's okay. We've all changed. But I think for some people, it was like a really important time of like growth. And yeah, I mean, I have found that like, at least personally, like I've learned so much about myself. And I feel like it's probably the same for a lot of other people too. You never get like all this time to yourself and just like, yeah, yourself out. So completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, th- those were all the questions we wanted to ask you, but we just wanted to say thank you again for coming on. And also a shout out to my best friend, Abby, <laughs> the one that slid into your DMs. And- oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that you guys actually did reach out. I'm so sorry. I'm so messy with the DMs and like doing these podcasts and stuff, but you guys are so sweet. I'm like, I'm just so happy that you guys are doing this. I think you'll totally be like mega successful. I really wish the best for you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. It really means so much to us. Yeah, it was so cool to be able to talk to you. Maybe we'll have Danielle on one time. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, and yeah, we're just so happy. We wish you the best of luck, everything in New York. And obviously we'll stay up to date with the vlogs and everything. But we just want to say thank you again for coming on. I'm sure we enjoyed it and the listeners did too. So yay. Yeah. Thank you again. So happy you're living your dream in New York. I really hope it's the best. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck at college. Good luck next year of school. Thank you guys you. are going to be great. Thank <laughs> you. Bye. Bye. Bye.